Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Now that we've been in lockdown for a number of weeks, many fitness centres have adapted their business to be online. Sam Wood, however, has been helping people stay fit and healthy online for a long while now. You may have heard of 28 by Sam Wood. Now he's doing free live sessions that are kid-friendly, and Sam is on the line now. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm great under the circumstances. Yes. Well, I do like to start by asking people how they are coping with lockdown. How are you and the family? We're good. We're good on the days where there's a little bit of sunshine. I must admit, with a two-and-a-half-year-old and a very adventurous nine-month-old and Evie doing uh, remote learning from from a school perspective that it's been... We've had we've had some tough times, but I think uh, I think we're doing okay under the circumstances and staying strong. I've got to say, I think that is probably the most challenging age bracket: a toddler and a baby just starting to walk or crawl. That is just yeah. <laughs> yeah, Willow. The hardest thing was telling Willow that the parks were shut. Oh. And you know, we'll take Hendrix for a walk, and she'll come and she'll point to the parks and she'll say they're not shut. Daddy, look and have to take her over and show her that there's some a sign up or some tape or something sort of restricting people from actually using it so that she kind of believes you because from a from a distance it doesn't look shut so you know we would literally go to the, our local little park one you know there'd be probably three or four within a 10 or 15 minute walk and we'd go to fight them five times a week i reckon so it's definitely been a bit of an adjustment for her but she's um yeah she now tells me oh, we can't go, Daddy, because the parks are shut. So I think she's got her head around it. <laughs> okay, so we all have our sanity savers as adults. What's yours? Uh, look, as cliche as it is coming from me, I've, exercise is definitely one of them. I definitely am finding, you know, I didn't do these live workouts in the morning for me, but I'm definitely a beneficiary of them. That's for sure, and Snooze is saying the same thing. I typically will try and do a workout in the morning, but doing an action-packed live workout that's kind of kid-friendly and music pumping and dancing around the lounge room and being able to do those snares has been a really nice way to boost my mood and boost my energy. And, um, you know, it feels kind of good. We're getting such great feedback from everybody. You know, thank you so much. These workouts that I can do with my kids are you know, now part of our daily routine and we're loving them and it's helping us stay sane. So I think that, you know, that sort of appreciation, that feel-good factor coming back to the gratitude is, um, you know, just a really lovely way to start our day, both physically and mentally. So I would say that's been my sanity saver at the moment. Okay, so you mentioned the keywords kid-friendly there. Yeah. Um, I have attempted to do some exercise with my children around in this particular lockdown, and I've got to say it was quite challenging. Um, how, how does one make a workout kid-friendly? Well, look, it's obvious, the, the first thing that's probably important is the exercise prescription is all appropriate movements for a growing child. But equally as importantly is the engagement factor. Now, I'm a huge believer that just seeing mum or dad work out, typically kids do like to get involved because it's something that you can do together. Um, but it needs to be fun. And, you know, this is who's to say that every parent can come up with a creative, fun workout. It's, it's not 
it's not that easy, <laughs> particularly to keep the variety coming day in, day out. So the less they are thinking I am doing a workout, the more likely they are going to want to do that workout. So the more games, the more creativity, uh, the more imagination you can bring into it, the better success you will have. So we've got spinning wheels, we've got novelty dice, we've got novelty playing cards, we've got jungle themes, we have fun Friday dress-ups. Lizana and I were Luigi and Mario dancing around our lounge room doing a Super Mario workout <laughs> on Friday. You know, you can't take yourself too seriously. You've got to have to meet them in the middle. They have to step up and be a bit more adult and like the fact that I get to be a big boy or a big girl and do a workout with mum or dad, and you have to go a bit a bit the other way <laughs> and not care what anyone thinks of you. And, you know, it's fine if you're in your own land room. It's a bit different when you're being streamed to thousands of people. <laughs> but you just have to let it go and, and be able to laugh at yourself and have fun. And, and you know, your kids appreciate that. They're... they're they're sponges, so they will see what you do and they will want to emulate that. But they can also pick up if you're, you know, they're so perceptive. If you're feeling uncomfortable and you're not, you know, you're, it's a strained effort for you to try and be this character or this um, alter ego, they won't enjoy that. If you completely let go and, it's, you know, hair out, mucking around, they will love that because you're, you're being silly and you're being free. Now, your workouts, these free ones that you're doing that are kid-friendly, they're 30 minutes, correct? Yeah, anywhere from, sort of, I mean, 28-minute workouts is my whole thing, but, um, yeah, anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes, and that's a little warm-up at the start, letting everyone, giving everyone time to sort of jump on board and then, you know, a bit of a stretch at the end. So, And we have little drinks breaks and that kind of thing, but it's that balance. You've got such a, a broad audience of different ages and different fitness levels that we're just trying to cater to as many different people as we can, still make it challenging, but also keep it safe. So if you're talking about your average mum or dad, yep. how much exercise do you think is optimal during this period? Because you hear all kinds of stories from people yeah. who can't get off the lounge to those who are um, getting out every day doing a bike ride or a run or yeah. being super fit. What, what do you think is the optimal level? Look, it's a great question. I think... As much as people might not like the answer, we should be moving every day. Now, does that mean a super intense home workout every single day? Of course not. But I think if you're not moving your body every day in some capacity, you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice, whether that's a bike ride with the kids or a walk around the block or uh, a workout in your lounge room. It doesn't matter. Variety is key, but you should be moving your body at least for 20 minutes, if not half an hour every day. And um, what about what we eat? Because I must admit, yep. I find it much easier to exercise than I do to eat well. Okay. <laughs> Especially when there's chips in the cupboard while I'm yep. working from All home. Tempting things when you've got kids. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, what are your tips for eating well in while you're in isolation? Look, the, this is easier said than done. But the more you can maintain some form of structure, the better off you'll be. It's such a, you know, we're eating now through boredom. We find ourselves almost like a zombie, have got up from the couch, walked over to the pantry or the fridge and don't even know how we got there. So if, if, if you can say to yourself, look, even though I'm not in my normal work environment or the kids aren't in their normal school structure, we're still going to eat together breakfast, lunch and dinner as our three core meals and we're going to 
limit snacks to one healthy snack a day, that's going to hold you, again, I stress, easier said than done, but that will hold you in such good stead. I've done a lot of, um, I've answered a lot of questions over the last couple of weeks about how you do kind of avoid that snacking through boredom or that emotional eating at this time. And the best method is to have a circuit breaker of some kind. So whenever you find yourself going to have a, a, you're emotionally eating or you're snacking through boredom, what's something else you can do to take your mind off it? Because we often don't need to distract ourselves for very long for that moment of craving or temptation to pass. So that might be practice some simple breathing exercises. It might be get on the phone and FaceTime a friend or family member. It might be walk around the block. It might be listen to your favourite song. You know, there's no real rule. It's kind of what find out what works for you. Have a list of five to ten different circuit breakers that are your go-tos when these moments inevitably arise and do something to take your mind off it. It might be have a big glass of water and that sort of makes you feel full and then you move on and you don't need to do it. If all else fails to, remove the temptation. So I'm a bit of a chocoholic. I get snatched to hide the chocolate from me because I don't really <laughs> trust myself. And she's a strong woman. She doesn't cave. So, you know, I'll sit down with her and we might be watching, uh, you know, a little TV show once the kids are in bed at night and we'll have a cup of tea and uh, I might want some of those little chocky Easter eggs. She will give me three and she will not tell me where they're kept in the house and it's for my own good. So <laughs> I think if you've got a supportive loved one, you can have a little rule um, with that. That can also help. And obviously between the kids and the parents, that could be quite a positive thing as well. Um, so you have such a wide community um, that you interact with all the time on 28 by Sam Wood. Yeah. What is the biggest challenge you're finding people are coming to you with? Is it that snacking or is there, are there other things that are proving to be more difficult for people during lockdown? Uh, look, I think, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think the biggest one is probably the stress of losing a job. I think that's probably been... You know, I guess my focus has been trying to help these people navigate their way through and it's been an overarching sentiment of let's let's not get frustrated or stressed about things out of our control. Let's focus all our energies on the things that we can control and one of those things that you can't necessarily control is whether you kept your job or not. So that that's I think that's the biggest stress that people are dealing with and it's probably the one I'm finding the hardest to help them with because it's so out of my control so it's i think you know we're focusing on being adaptable uh being agile focusing on what you can do not what you can't um trying to find some silver lining during this really stressful strange challenging time you know and and a health your health is one of the best things that that silver lining could be or a meme the other day, and it was, I'm going to come out of this 10 kilos heavier or 10 kilos lighter. And I was, a, you know, it was sort of tongue in cheek, but I think there's a fair bit of truth in that. I feel like some people have gone one way and said, I'm going to utilize this time to once and for all finally get on top of my health and, you know, do home workouts and lots of runs and bike rides and walks and uh, start cooking more and all that kind of thing because I don't have all the, all the work stresses and travel time and all that kind of stuff. And other people have gone, stuff it, I'm going to watch everything that was ever put on Netflix and <laughs> eat myself silly. So, you know, and, you know I'm, I'm uh, exaggerating to prove my point, but there, there really has been a bit of a which way, which side of the ledger are you going to go on? And obviously, everyone on my 28 program, I'm really trying to encourage to, uh, to come out of this stronger, fitter, healthier than perhaps they have been for a long time.
Oh, well, you're certainly helping that with your workouts for free. And um, thank you on behalf of all parents who find it difficult to exercise with their kids around. Um, My pleasure. <laughs> Loving it. And uh, I've made a promise I'm going to do it until kids are back at school and everyone's out of isolation. So 9am, Monday to Friday, every morning, you're more than welcome to join us. No excuses. Sam, thank you so much for your time. You're most welcome. Anytime. Great thing that you're doing. Thank you. That's Sam Wood. He's a personal trainer. And we'll put links to where you can find these free videos that Sam's talking about in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.